Good morning, everyone. This is Jill Diarpino with AftermathofSuicide.com. I want to thank those of you out there, my listeners that do listen. I really appreciate you. And if you could let your family and friends know about my podcasts, as we never know, something that I might say could save their life. And that's my purpose moving forward since my son's suicide is to help save even just one life if we all did that. Everything I talk about on my podcasts are always tied into mental illness. Um, Sometimes you might wonder, you know, why is she talking about routine of school when kids come home? Because our children, when they're young, is when they're developing, right? And as they grow, many of the things they learn are learned behavior and what they see and hear at home, which can manifest itself into depression, anything, okay? And I'm not saying that all of that is to blame your childhood for, you know, who you are, but a lot of it is. And I always remember Dr. Phil saying, the same sex parent is the most important parent to your child. And of course, many boys don't have a father in these single family homes. Um, And it's just sad to me. So with everything going on in our country, you know, we need to find a safe, comfortable place. And so I'm going to read an article that I read yesterday. And I really liked it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to share this with my listeners Um, because we are so always in a hurry in this country, you know, immediate instant gratification. And so, you know, and I think about, wow, where has the time gone? I'm 63 years old. Next Monday, my son would have turned 37. My daughter is 32. And I just think, wow. What happened to all the years? What I would do to go back in time? Um, I loved being a mother. And actually, it was the hardest job I ever loved. And so I'm going to read this article, and it's called After School Routine, Keys to a Happy Transition Each Day. And I think it's, it's good to hear this, and maybe... Some of you that maybe don't have children, but you have nieces, nephews, etc., can share my podcast. This was written by Barbara Danza. And she says, something that surprised me when my children started attending school was how challenging the hour or two after school could be some days. After six hours in school, and actually six hours, she says, in 25 minutes, but who's counting? My usually happy little ones would exhibit crankiness, sadness, and fatigue. They generally struggled to transition into their afternoon of homework or after-school activities. It soon became clear to me that insisting on homework five minutes after they walked in the door wasn't ideal, nor was relentlessly asking them how their day had gone, rather allowing for a gentle welcome back to their warm home and providing some freedom and peace to unwind and made for happier kids and better afternoons. 
Here are some ideas to consider when your children come home from school. A soft place to fall. I remember back in the day, Dr. Phil appeared on Oprah to discuss relationships. He talked about partners ideally maintaining a soft place to fall for one another. It always liked that vision of providing a soft place to fall for our loved ones. This is what I think our kids need when they come home from school. They've been cooped up inside, sitting for long hours, directed by adults all day, tied to a strict and often rushed schedule, and soaked in an environment that likely requires patience, tolerance to navigate through at times. As parents, rather than continuing the trend of rushing through the day and ticking items off the to-do list, parents, or I'm sorry, perhaps we can keep softness in mind and cushion their transition home by simply slowing down and being gentle, kind, and compassionate. Warmth of home. The state of our homes can affect our internal well-being. I can't say that enough. She is so right on. A study at Princeton Institute found that clutter restricts one's ability to focus and limits one's ability to process information. You likely don't need research to tell you that operating in a clear and clean space is less stressful than one that is messy and chaotic. And those of you listening out there, I'm sure you know and have seen or met people where their life and their home is just fucking chaos. Excuse my French. It's nothing but drama. And these kids are listening to this. They're actually probably hating to go home into that environment as from what they're coming from, you know, all day, like I just read, about being tired and stressed and running through this and that at school with teachers telling you what to do. Welcoming our children into a clutter-free home then can be beneficial. I found that keeping and playing calm music, lighting candles, and the artificial light sparse also adds to calm and peaceful environment at home. Those of you um, know that many times when I talk about how I relax, that is exactly what I do. I put on candles, I listen to quiet, whatever, it's jazz music, something that's calming. The next is to pause the interrogation. It took me a little too long to get the hint that at my after-school questions, how was your day? What did you do at recess? Did you enjoy your lunch? How was your art class? How are you doing with your friends? Were exhausting to my children rather than encouraging or helpful as I assumed. Replace the well-intentioned interrogation with hugs and smiles, soft speech and calm actions. Let them come home and just be. As the days go on, they'll share and communicate with you when they're ready. Allow time to decompress. I also used to think that it was important to get homework out of the way as quickly as possible. Let's just get it over with so we can enjoy the rest of our day, right? While waiting too long to begin homework can lead to frustrating evenings for sure, buffering the time between arriving home and beginning homework with relaxation can be oh so helpful for your children. Offering a healthy snack and water and allowing your children to enter their home and decompress after their school day can make all the difference. Just like we as adults need to decompress. You know, you come home from work and you just don't want to be bombarded with all the issues of the day, either from your spouse, partner, whatever, children, um, 
just the chaos. You know, you just need to relax a minute. And lastly, don't overschedule. After school activities can provide amazing opportunities for children to explore their interests and learn new things. It doesn't take long, however, before the time these activities eat up does more harm than good. I can't say that enough, what she just wrote. Be extremely selective when it comes to committing your children's time. Don't lose sight of the fact that those activities will replace time for free play, which is vital to their growth and quite possibly more valuable than the activities you've signed them up for. So with that said, I just thought about back in the day when my kids were little and picking them up from school and some of the parents, you know, talking. These kids, some of them were in three and four sports. I mean, it was insane, okay? You can't put your kids in that many sports. It's just, believe me, it's actually hurting your child. Even if they say they want it, it's like you, right, as a person. Think about if you had... um, you were in four or five committees after you got out of work and then you still need to go home and make dinner, etc. These kids still need to go home and do their homework. So they're up till 11 o'clock doing homework and they're exhausted. I say no more than two sports is maximum because you do need to allow your time, your child time to be a child. Allow them time to sit and watch a cartoon or their favorite show for 30 minutes. I, I, I just, like I said, I can't say this enough because it seems that parents think that it's something makes them more elite, you know, to have their children in all of these sports. Like, yeah, my, my son's in baseball and he's in football and he's in wrestling. And it's like... Okay, but, you know, it, it, it just blows my mind that all these kids are doing is running from practice to this to the next practice and now change your uniform. And, I mean, it, this is crazy. And we already live in such a hectic, crazy country. And these children have just gone through COVID, right, the lockdown, not seeing their friends, um, not being able to leave the house for many months. And that is a huge, big thing for kids is their social life. That's everything. Especially when they get to uh, junior high. That is the most important thing, is being able to talk on the phone with their friends or text now and just, you know, hang out, uh, go to a skating rink or a movie, whatever, because they can't drive yet. And so that is so important. Uh, And just the parents are, you know, just overload. So it starts to create, you know, anxiety for many children, Um, depression, because they find that they're missing out on playtime when they hear maybe some of their friends went somewhere and they weren't with them because of all the sports and activities they're in. And I find also that a lot of the sports these children are in is because the parent wants them to be in it. 
not the child. Please don't push your kids to want to be something because you're living vicariously through your child. You know, the boy that wants to be uh, in uh, super, what is it? I can't even talk. The uh, like being in an NFL game, okay, being a player, they want to get there. So the so the dad is really pushing that child to be the best he can in football, and really the child doesn't really want to be that. I can't tell you how many times I have watched that happen when my kids were growing up. So, you know, parents, please remember your child is our future. And God, you know, look at what we have now going on. And if children are already being raised in such a rushed, crazy home, chaos, either no dinner, driving through fast food for their dinner because they have to go from one sport to the other, that's just crazy. That's, that is not helping your child. You know, if you want to be the best parent, be there with your child and limit it, limit their sports to two, please. Um, you know, I, I can't stress enough mental illness and what it does. And it doesn't just affect the person that has it. It affects those around them because many don't know what to do for you. I know that when my son struggled from the age of six, and I know it's hard to believe that a child at six could be depressed, but my son was. And back then, 30 years ago, who knew anything about depression? I just thought his anger and outbursts were just being a boy. And it wasn't the case. And so he hid it well through his comedy, which was just like Robin Williams. My son was just like that. And he was there for everyone else and saved people's lives in the military, but he couldn't save himself. And so I urge you, please help those people that you know struggle, that are alone, because they do alienate themselves because they know and feel that most people don't want to be around them. And so don't think that your child can't have depression, that it only starts and happens when you become an adult. So look for the signs. My book, Overcoming a Life Destroyed, uh, is just a good book for everyone, no matter if you have depression or not, because I talk about the signs of depression in children. I talk about my dark road that I went through when my son took his life. Um, almost two years of hell for me before I came above the fog and realized I was alive because I didn't really know it. it to me, I was dead that whole two years. Um, and it affects about 115 people in that victim circle for everyone that commits suicide. I want to thank my sponsors also, clearpaththinking.com. Joe is a life coach, which many need right now, especially if you're into having to change a career, move to a different state or city. 
you, you don't even know where to begin. You know, change isn't comfortable almost for anybody. And Joe's very good at transitioning you and listening to what it is that you want. You know, what does success mean to you? How do you define success? So please reach out to him, clearpaththinking.com. And Alter New Media is an excellent marketing company for those of you that have a business that want a marketing company for any platform. Nadia is phenomenal. She's caring and giving and just a sweet, sweet woman. And I just love her. So reach out to uh, those, my couple of my sponsors. And, you know, you can always reach out to me, Jill, at aftermathofsuicide.com if you have a question. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, so you, you can find me. And if you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about, please feel free to reach out. So as I say every time I close is please, please be kind to yourself. People beat themselves up. Be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.